This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming up here in just a few moments, the chairwoman of the North Dakota Democratic NPL party, Kylie Oberson, is going to join us. She's going to be stepping down in May, so we'll just talk about some of her achievements and what's on the horizon for her. We want to start tonight, though, with this. And I'm going to set this up a little bit differently. First off, I just want to say thank you to our point of view community. I've said this before. I'm going to continue to say it. you are some of, if not the smartest people out there. They're going out there and being actively involved in what's happening within our community. I frame it this way because one producer Ann and I are a thousand percent focused on listening to you, our community. So if you've got ideas, suggestions for the show, please let us know. We'll do everything we can to make sure that we are listening to you and following up and getting things done that you want us to get done. With that being said, one of you earlier today sent me a text. The text is from the Newtown School Board here in North Dakota. The teachers now, the educators in Newtown, are now being paid $1,500 after taxes, so $1,500 bonus check if they take the COVID vaccine. Here's more on that story. So somebody sent me uh, the picture I'm going to share with you in a moment, and Right now in Newtown, North Dakota, teachers are being incentivized to take the COVID-19 vaccine. This is from a school board meeting. So you can see here, number four, the board recognizes the loyalty of those you have already gotten vaccinated. If you have received at least on COVID-19 vaccination by March 23rd, you will be receiving a $1,500 in-pocket after-taxes loyalty check. So this is after-taxes, $1,500 cash. Now, whose money is paying these quote-unquote loyalty checks? Yes, that would be your money, North Dakota taxpayers. They go on to say, thank you for protecting yourself and others. Those that received the vaccination by May 15th will receive a $500 in-pocket after-taxes loyalty payment. Thank you in advance for getting vaccinated. Now I did call and email Superintendent Beth Zietz. I have yet to hear back from her uh, this afternoon. Now I bring this up because number one, folks, this is your taxpayer money, I'm presuming, that are paying these bonuses to get teachers vaccinated. Would love to know your point of view on that. Now let's take a moment and talk about what's happening here in Newtown and the government bloat, if you will, Newtown, North Dakota, according to a 2019 estimate, a population of 2,592. I bring that up because I want to share this with you. When you look at, and I'll take this full screen, when you look at the Newtown public schools educators, how many people are there? Again, roughly 25, 2,600 people. I'm going to scroll down this list for you. I've done my math and counted this, folks. We counted, you can count yourself, 118 people within the Newtown education system of a city of about 25, 2,600 people. So again, 118 people, you can do the math. Let's say 100 of them end up getting the vaccination, and then they get a $1,500 bonus after taxes, so it's clearly more than that. Um, that's a decent decent chunk of change, right? The other thing I want to share with you is this, and this is happening right now at Dickinson State University. This to me is stunning. Dickinson State University now is incentivizing the COVID-19 vaccine. They intend to remove the mask mandate 
for the fall semester. You can see here, get vaccinated. I busted out this pin that you see right here, folks. This is a pin that you're going to get if you get the vaccine. And what they're saying here specifically, and I want to go down and share with you. Beginning Monday, March 22nd, campus and other Dickinson community members who have been fully vaccinated 14 days post-vaccination will be able to bring their vaccine card to the Office of Academic Records during business hours in the May Hall room and receive a busting out pin, busting out or bracelet to wear, providing them an exemption from the current campus-wide mask mandate. Somebody contacted me and said, can you say, and I'm not going to repeat what they said, but think about this, because you get the vaccination. You now have a pin that you can wear or a bracelet to signify to people that, hey, look, I'm busting out. I'm busting out. Would love to know your point of view. One, on Newtown Public Schools offering a $1,500 bonus after taxes to get yourself vaccinated. Two, Dickinson State University here now giving you a pin to wear around to publicly say, hey, I'm busting out. I'm busting out. I've been vaccinated. I'm busting out. I mean, I, folks, I cannot wait to hear your point of view on this situation. How many of you got $1,500 after taxes for taking the COVID vaccine? Yeah, I, I didn't either. I was just wondering if you did, because here's the thing. I mean, most teachers, you presume, are going to end up taking the vaccine, whether they get the bonus or not. So now they're putting out these bonuses. I said there in the in the piece, I'm presuming it's taxpayer money. I've not verified that because the superintendents I got back to me yet. So just to clear that up, but I'm, I'm presuming it's somebody's taxpayer funds, right? So fascinating, fascinating story. We're looking in to see if there's other school districts that are doing something similar. And then Dickinson State University, I guess it would be, in their opinion, the antithesis of this scarlet letter, right? They, hey, I'm, I'm busting out. I, I took, my, took my vaccine shots, letting people know, or a bracelet. Incredible stuff. Please share your point of view with us. All right, I want to share this with you because... Last night, as we know, we talked about this. President Joe Biden gave a speech regarding the situation in Boulder, the shooting. We lost 10 American lives. I said last night he did a six-minute speech, did not take one single question. And if you remember when President Trump would get up there and do pressers or speeches, I mean, there, there was literally hundreds of thousands of people between Fox and CBS and NBC and all the different channels that would cover him that would go on and watch these press conferences. And a lot of people would be watching even on the White House YouTube channel. So. I want to share something with you just to remind you the election results were this. There were 81 million plus people that voted for now President Joe Biden and roughly 75 million people that voted for Donald Trump. You and I have been told that Joe Biden, based on his 81, 82 million votes, is clearly the most popular president in the history of the United States. The most popular president in the history of the United States with the 82 million votes. So when you see that, you go... Wow, people must really be into Joe Biden considering he got 82 million votes. Last night I did this, and then I think producer AJ has got a more updated graphic to share with you. And I want to show you something to me that is just fascinating. So there's 1.89 million subscribers on the YouTube channel for the White House. Total number of views based on this afternoon from last night of Joe Biden's speech 35,721. Here's the most, <laughs> the most fascinating part. 605 likes on that page, on that video. 4.1 thousand dislikes. And yet, we were told the most popular president in the history 
of our great nation. Just some data there to go, some, something doesn't seem to add up, but as producer AJ said earlier today, you know what, maybe people were just, not so much they loved Joe Biden, they just didn't like President Trump that much that they ended up voting for Joe Biden, maybe, you know, weren't necessarily in love with him. So with all that being said, speaking about the Democrat, now the Democrat leader, obviously President Joe Biden, we want to speak with the leader of the Democrats here in the great state of North Dakota. So we did that earlier today with Chairwoman Kylie Overson. Chairwoman Overson, welcome back to Point of View. It's great to have you. You are, I guess, is the right term retiring or stepping aside, if you will, from being a chairwoman? And It, it feels like retiring. It feels like it's been a long time. So, yes. <laughs> it's just such an, it's an odd word to use because, I, you know, it, you've been doing it for a little while. But um, anyways, I want to start here. Just You've been doing it now, I think, for six years. And so you've had a chance to really dive into that position. What what are you most proud about accomplishing as the chairwoman of the party? You know, I, I'd say the two things in particular that I'm most proud of during my time as chair of the Dem NPL is, is getting our party back into a strong financial position. Um, when I came on as chair, we were in debt. Um, we had things we needed to pay off and we often ended election cycles you know, having to let go most of our staff and just keep a skeletal staff. And we're now in a position where we have you know, really strong annual revenue coming in. We can keep a consistently full staff. And I'm proud of that because that takes a lot of work and a lot of time and hours to fundraise that money. Of course, all of our, our money comes from fundraising. And second, I'd say I'm most proud of the um, the increased opportunities that we've provided for people to get involved and created space for people to feel like they could be welcomed and be a part of the Dem NPL. That was really important to me. You know, as a young female chair, I wanted to make sure young people and more women and more people of color and, and others felt like they had a place at our table. And I think we accomplished that. Yeah, I mean, congratulations, because you can definitely tell from your communication strategy, you guys have got a lot more horsepower, people, things going on than maybe in the past. And as you said, it takes money and people to get that done. And so the other obvious question is, as you've been going through these six years, what have you learned from a messaging standpoint that maybe needs to be changed in North Dakota to help you guys just win some more seats and some statewide elections? Sure. You know, I, I think that our our message and the policies we advocate for are on point. We don't always have the right way to get it to voters and to get voters, you know, on the same page. Um, we're we're in a very conservative state with a lot of Republicans, so that just the numbers just don't always add up yeah. for us. But I think we're building the infrastructure to make sure that we do have a strong financial position. We do have staff. We do have a grassroots volunteer corps that is ready to go when the tides do start to change and when, you know, maybe the numbers shift a little bit. And so um, I, I think what we'll see over the next, you know, coming years is more intentional work to do relationship building, especially in rural areas and, and doing more direct outreach to voters one-on-one, -on -one, year round, not just leading up to elections. So we have those relationships built in and um, we, we re rebuild trust with the Dem NPL because we know that that certainly has has been lacking. Well, you got some you know great leaders. Representative Boucher, I think, does a fantastic job communicating your guys' message and Carla Rose Hansen. And um, so what's what's next for the party? Do you, do you have any idea who might take your position? If so, 
what would you say to that person? It's like, okay, here's kind of the next steps. Sure. So we, there are at least four people who are running for chair as of now. Um, we have that election on May 8th. And of course, that's an internal election. You know, just district officers will be voting on that. Um, I, I don't have any bets on who's going to win that. I think we'll, we'll be in good hands. And then part of that is because we have a strong executive team in place and we have a strong staff right now and and no matter who's in leadership we're well poised to move forward in a positive direction and i would say to whoever my my predecessor is that you know the the importance of the chair is is to build those relationships and to reach out to stakeholders to volunteers to work on recruiting candidates right away and um, you know, you're not just the face of the party externally into the public. You're also um, the person internally that everybody goes to. You know, I, I get calls and texts and emails and messages all day long um, from people. And I'm so happy to have that trust in those relationships with, with our volunteers and supporters. Um, and I hope that our next chair will really value those relationships and, and work on building those because that's our party won't be strong and we won't move forward if we don't have those relationships intact. You talked about the text. I mean, politics these days now is 24 seven and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think your positions of volunteer position as a chairwoman, correct? It is. <laughs> I think it's important that people know that because yes. like, hey, you're getting paid and, and no, you are volunteering yeah. your time. I mean, it, it's, it could be a full-time job for yeah. sure, um, but it's definitely a volunteer role. I mean, I tip my hat to you because that I, I can only imagine the amount of time it's taken. So you've been a legislator, now a chairwoman. I mean, I've, I'm going to presume that you're going to eventually run for something else. What do you what do you see for your future? You know, I, I'm not closing the door to running for something in the future. I don't have any immediate plans, and, and that's the honest truth. Um, I'm looking forward to focusing a little bit more on my law practice and um, focusing a little more on my family and my, my Girl Scout troop and some other things that I'm involved with in the community. Um, like you said, being chair has taken up a lot of time, and I'm grateful to have had that opportunity, but I'm very much looking forward to um, spending my time on other opportunities and finding different ways to engage and maybe taking a vacation before I get to that. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope you take a very nice and long vacation because again, it's a volunteer position. I just want people to know that because I think very few people do. So Chairman Overson, thank you for your service and uh, thank you for being here today. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, it's great to have you. All right. Stay with us. Lots more coming up here on Point of View. We're actually going to get to your points of view coming up right after this. Last night we were talking about immigration, the crisis at the southern border. Some great, great feedback coming in. So stay with us. we got much more coming up. And of course, please share your point of view with us. Very easy to do. Email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.